Hey there. Welcome to More Than a Crush, a podcast about love. Each week, we pick a theme and share a story about one of the many facets of love. We are your hosts. I'm Marion Bolognese, an artist and designer recording from New York. And I'm Kim Berry, a therapist broadcasting from New Jersey. Ah, what a week, right? <sighs> I'm glad it's the weekend. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Me too. So Kendrick, how are you doing? Hi, ladies. How are you doing? Kendrick is joining us today. Hi, guys. I am doing great. You know, I thought yesterday was Sunday. I came on yesterday. My (laughs) days are all screwed up. (laughs) So it sounds like you had a week like I did then. Similar type of week. Like that. I'm just hanging in there, trying to be positive. I was telling Kim earlier how I'm cutting back on drinking, so I'm not drinking right now. And I had friends over, and I drank my pomegranate juice with salsa, and it worked. Yeah, it does work. I've done things like that before. Like I drank kombucha one New Year's and nobody even knew I wasn't drinking beer. It was pretty awesome. Love it. Yeah. I celebrated with some sparkling apple cider. That was my attempt at, in like a champagne flute. That was my fancy, not alcohol drinking. Mm. That works. Very sweet though, actually. I think it's funny because I usually, if I'm drinking bubbly something, it's not that sweet. I think you can get dry also with a cider, with a non-alcoholic cider. I I think they make that. Yeah, you should look for it. I will. Pomegranate juice, (laughs) though, in like citrus with some seltzer, Kendrick, like you were saying earlier, sounds delightful. That is, I think I'm going to lean hard into that. Yeah, I had two glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Pace yourself, man. (laughs) Tell the people why this episode might look different than other episodes. Tell the crushers what we have for them today. Well, so this is kind of our season wrap up. We didn't know that we were, but apparently we're a seasonal podcast and we are going to be closing our first season and taking a little break. And then we're going to start right back up again in the new year. And yay, Kendrick is joining us for the whole episode today, which is super fun. And don't worry, guys, if you you know, we're worried you were going to miss out on your update from Kendrick. If you are a January baby, don't worry, not to fear. We're all don't here. Worry. So well, yeah. we're going to just have a little bit of a season wrap up and share some love stories that you guys sent us today. Reader mail. Yeah. Which is our favorite thing. Yes, it is. And don't worry, crushers. We're not leaving you in the lurch during our brief hiatus. It's the holidays. And I don't know about about you two, but I'm really into like reduce, reuse, recycle. So we're going to re-gift you some episodes. (laughs) And, you know, it's better than most re-gifting, I would have to say. Because we're going to kind of reserve to you a few of the episodes that that we actually think are rather nice, but have not gotten the same kind of like listener love. And so we're giving you the opportunity to listen to it again. There'll be another little surprise in there, too. So maybe some new content. Also, you know, some time to catch up. Yeah. On the ones that you want to listen to, not just the ones that we are regifting to you. Yeah. Feel free. Listen at your leisure to what you want. No pressure. But, you know, Animal Attraction, it's a good one. You should listen. Come on already. Yeah, that's the one I think of, too. <laughs> yeah. And you'll know when we constantly reference prairie bulls. You know, you'll know what we're talking about. I was watching Rick and Morty and they were talking about prairie voles. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like such a cultural phenomenon. I didn't realize that. And then prairie voles are trending. Hashtag they, prairie voles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've come up more than once in our first season. Yeah. We're not even doing like an animal focused love season or anything like that. No. Hmm, how about that? I'm kind of dying to hear the horoscopes. Oh, yeah. Let's start with that. Oh, boy. Let's do it. We have entered Sagittarius, guys. Woohoo! Yeah, Sagittarius. It's the last sign of the calendar year. So that's pretty exciting and a little bit scary, too, I would say. But, you know, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think when the sun moves into any fire sign, you know, it, it lifts spirits and it's a great time, you know. On a lot of different levels, because Sagittarius is the sign that's associated with, you know, honesty, adventure, you know, philosophy, 
It has a spiritual connection. It's really diverse. And the people of that sign, you know, they fall right in line. They have all those different layers and characteristics. And it makes them very interesting characters. I love my Sagittarius friends and family. No lovers, though. I think they're a little bit too much for me. (laughs) (laughs) And what is Sagittarius season, if you don't mind refreshing for us and for the listeners? You mean in terms of the dates? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We're right on the cusp. It technically fully all the way goes in tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, tomorrow's uh, the 22nd or 3rd? The 23rd. Okay, so yes, it goes fully into Sagittarius tomorrow. So, and then that will last all the way until around December 22nd. Huh, right before Christmas. Right before Christmas. uh, Then Capricorn? And then we move into Capricorn, which starts the astrological year. Yeah, so we are starting Sagittarius. And should we talk a little bit about those people? A little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So the first thing that comes to mind is Sagittarius is a fire sign. It's what you call the mutable fire sign. And like I've mentioned in past episodes, mutable, it just means the heady signs, the communicating signs, the signs that can't be confined, that moves, 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 that that energy, that nervous, like can't be contained energy that's inside. So that's what mutable is in astrology. So we have fire mixed with that mutable energy. Could you imagine like what Sagittarius people feel that's why they're all over the place and they're always working hard and have so many different tasks and you know and they're very very smart people like i said they're associated with philosophy they're associated with higher education they're the ones that are working hard and teach you so many different things they're naturally walking professors in a way mm-hmm. and they're like cool professors because you find them outside you find them hiking you find them in nature You find them exercising, doing leg sports. Some of the best legs you'll find on Sagittarius. Think of (laughs) amazing legs. And if specifically they're associated with like the thigh and hip area. But if you think about like Sagittarius, like Jamie Lee Curtis, Tina Turner, uh, Ira Banks, they have the most amazing legs. You know, Mm it's kind of weird how that, you know, can work a lot of times. Natalie. I love them mostly because Sagittarius are brutally honest. And sometimes people can't handle that. Like sensitive people, they can't handle when Sagittarius are on that that blunt honesty like rampage because Sagittarius will tell you like it is. If you're dating a loser, they'll be like, Keisha, you're dating a loser. Leave. (laughs) If you are wrong, Keisha, you are wrong. (laughs) Don't you got to change that. They're also honest with themselves, which I like. So they will they will accept and like, you know, deal with their own, you know, demons and, and flaws and they'll be totally honest about it. Now, just because they're pretty honest like that doesn't mean that when they're young, they don't get around. Sagittarius probably has more lovers than any of the other zodiac signs. It's quite interesting, particularly when they're younger. But I will say, once they do find their love, they are there and they're very loyal and they are very, like, caring and loving and and really stick with the person that they love. But not to say when they're young, they they jump, you know, they've had many, many love loved ones. But My daughter is a Sagittarius, uh, Sagittarius so I'm just kind of like dying right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for the well, future, yeah. for the future. I mean, we've oh, got some time, but. <laughs> oh, we have some time. But I will say they are some of the toughest adolescents out there. Oh, when fantastic. During their teenage years, man, it's hard to contain them and and to show them because they're, I, I forgot to say this too, in a negative sense, Sagittarius really are the know-it-alls of the Zodiac. I would say even more so than like, you know, maybe Aries or Capricorn or Virgo. Sagittarius know everything. Any topic, they know about it. Oh. Anything. Uh, oh, Perfect yeah. combo for a teenager, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's <laughs> like you have to like, you know, you have to tiptoe into it the right way, you know, to make them feel like maybe they're telling you or showing you what's happening. Oh, I'm really good at that, though. Thankfully, that's my my clinical skills will come out there beautifully. (laughs) Being a Pisces mom, so I can quite get that. Oh, and also 
Pisces and Sagittarius square. And I brought that word up before too. That's four away from your sign, which means there can be this interesting tension, but also this magnetism that you just can't get away from. So when you have square people in your life, it's the most interesting, you know, relationship because parts of you adore and can't get away from this person and other parts are like, what the hell are you talking about? I do not understand anything that's coming out of your mouth. And why are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's a little bit about Sagittarius. For me, being an Aries, I think they're like some of my favorite, favorite friends and favorite people. And, but the bad thing about that, my being a fire sign or any fire signs, when we do argue, it's very, very, very intense because it's fire on fire and Aries and Sag are both know-it-alls, like I said, and we both think that we're right. So, But you both know everything. So what are you supposed to do? So, yeah. But the good thing about it is fire doesn't last long and we're both reasonable when it comes to like, okay, we're, we think totally different. I don't agree with you, but we can, that's it. And we can move on. And it usually doesn't last long at all. I actually have a Sagittarius, one of my closest friends that I grew up with, who's also my roommate. So it's never dull in our household. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've known her for over 20 years and she is one of the most difficult people I've ever met, but I love her and we get, we have I will say I have a lot of, of good friends that are Sagittarius, have had a lot of good friends that are Sagittarius and definitely love them for sure. And what's interesting to me is I can see the similarities between Sagittarius of both genders more than I can see that in like in other signs when I think of it, like just really obvious similarities in their character. I don't know what that's about, but like I'm thinking of three very close friends of mine that are Sagittarius and there's just a lot, they have a lot in common. They don't really know each other, but they have a lot in common. Huh. Yeah. Natalie is a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Shout out Natalie. You know I Natalie. Love Natalie. Yes. Oh my- yeah. Her birthday's December 12th. That's right. One of my good friends, Sonal, is also a Sag, and she's, I think in many, she's not a know-it-all, but she is so much of what you've described in all these other categories. Lots of heart and, like, very smart. And also, like, I feel like, I don't know if the, how this works out, but it seems like all the Sag that I know are all super fun. Oh, definitely. Oh, my god, They're all, like, just have this, like, effervescent kind of personality and then are just fun. That's the fire. That's the fire in them. And I, I, that's what I connect with as well And when I'm around them. Uh, let's talk about some of the different types of Sagittarius, guys. Please. So in astrology also, I've mentioned this word before too in the past. It's called decans. That's the different sections of each sign. So from the November 23rd up until I think November 29th, December 1st, those are Sag number ones. Those are the most Sagittarius of all the Sagittarius. <laughs> so you get all of the honesty, all of the philosophical, all of the, hey, you can't tell me what to do. All of the, <laughs> I can't find. You get all that times three. So Sagittarius number ones, that's what you get. Then we move on to Sagittarius number twos, which is right after December 2nd up to around December 10th. Those are what you call the Aries Deccan Sagittarius. So those are the bullheaded, stubborn, kiddish, very sophomoric Sagittarius. Those are the ones that are, hey, I can do whatever I want and I'm going to continue, but I still need you to be there for me. They're the babies of the Sagittarius, but (laughs) also probably the most hot-headed of the Sagittarius. And they are usually very active and athletic and competitive, the most competitive Sagittarius. Then we come to after December 10th to the end of Sagittarius around December 22nd, you get Sagittarius number threes, which are what you call the Leo Deccans. Now, these Sagittarius are the ones that are the most musical, the ones that are very stylish. I would say that they have the biggest hearts of all the Sagittarius. They're the ones that's creative, 
Those are the ones with like the big, beautiful hair, the beautiful styles, musicians, the flannel shirts, you know, and those are the ones that require a certain amount of attention more than the other Sagittarius. They're like the teddy bears of the Sagittarius, I would say. The rock star teddy bears. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that the Sagittarius need to look out for right now? Like anything specific to this year or what's happening cosmically that's that they should pay attention to? Well, the most important thing is, hello, welcome to the sun in Sagittarius today, you know? So it's the start of their astrological new year. It's their time to shine. This is the time where the sun will be shining on them. This is the time for them to start new opportunities, go after those door openers, those plans that you've been wanting, go for that. It's also focused on their relationships And when the sun moves into a sign, it focuses on your relationship with your job and your career and also your connection to either romantic partners or business partner or even any form of a relationship. So over the next month, Sagittarius, focus on yourself, do the things that you need to do and connect and focus on your partner and build those bonds even more so and get those future plans organized because it's your time to shine basically and get everything that you need and you want, you know, that's there. And as we get closer to that full moon that's coming up in like a week and a half or something like that, or it really affects Sagittarius and Gemini's because that's how astrology mostly works. Whatever's going on, you just look at the opposite sign too, which is Gemini for Sag. So not only is this an important time for Sagittarius? It's also an important time for Gemini's, the opposite sign as well. Because the sun is in their opposite sign and that full moon is actually going to be in Gemini that's coming up. So, and for Gemini, it's a, usually when that works, it's a little bit more emotional for the opposite sign. So there may be highlights for Gemini's, but also they'll have a little bit more of the emotional side of things. But for Sagittarius, this is all about getting everything that you want done right now because the pocket of opportunity is stronger than ever. So side note, totally unrelated. Kim has a ring light, right? And (laughs) the ring light perfectly aligns with her eyeballs and she looks like a demon. (laughs) I noticed it. I noticed it. Oh, I'm not, I don't have the ring light today. That's just my glowing (laughs) evil eyes. Well, that's screenshot it for everybody. (laughs) Wait, let line it up again. Yeah, Yeah, it's that in my blue light glasses. I think it's like it's a bad combination. Yeah. I I like it. I think it spices things up. Sorry, not to distract you. Before I started, I made a little tiny list. I didn't need it because I have all these famous people in my head and I know everybody's sign. But I made a, I was looking over the list. Sagittarius people are so good at business also. And they work harder than almost any other sign. So it's not surprising that you have some of the biggest, like, celebrities under their sign they're always the most successful it's kind of being an Aries I get a little jealous and I'm so competitive and they're one of the signs that I really have to fight to get to win sometimes but think about these big names like Taylor Swift Jay-Z you know Jamie Foxx Miley Cyrus Nicki Minaj they just rule the charts the, the the movies all that They're really big, big, big people, but they work hard. You know, they're not, it doesn't come very easy. Uh, Usually Sagittarius are very lucky people also because their planet is Jupiter and Jupiter is associated with luck and it's associated with big. So when you meet Sagittarius, they usually love big everything. And I'm going to call some of them out. Like my friend Albert, like when you get in the car, (laughs) When you get in the car with a Sagittarius, their music is so freaking loud. (laughs) Can you turn that music down? And if they get excited, they they themselves can be extremely loud. They have the biggest laughter, the biggest voices, the biggest everything. They want everything big. (laughs) I can't imagine like in the 80s when the women used to wear the big hair. I bet Sagittarius (laughs) had the biggest. All the hair. Like, and shoulder you know, pads. 
<laughs> shoulder pads, exactly. Oh my gosh. But I, I was thinking about that while looking at my list. I'm like, these people are very successful. And they have that good recipe of hard work, luck, and just being big, you know? The harder you work, the luckier you get. That's right. There you go. What about the rest of us? What does the end of the year have in store for people love-wise or relationship-wise? Well, the biggest time right now for relationship is, like I mentioned earlier, the Sagittarius and Gemini, because we have the sun right there, the opposition, the moon, all that is good for Sagittarius and Gemini over the next month. And then you break it down, you can go further into the other fire signs. It's a good time for them. So Aries and Leos, this is a great time for a relationship for them as well. And not just romantically, but other connections through friendship or a business connection, all that is there for the fire sign as well. Next in line would be like the um, air signs. So Aquarius, you know, like I mentioned, Gemini, and Libra, this is a good time for them to focus on romantic relationships, friendships, any form of partnership. And then earth signs and water signs, it's not so much a time for relationships. Their focus is more, let's say, conservative or or business or serious situation, particularly Pisces and Virgo, Kim, and, and Marianne, you guys are both in your square area starting today. So this is about responsibility. It's not as smooth for you two over the next four weeks because the focus would be responsibility. Did that start this past Wednesday? Yeah, did that start this past week? (laughs) Well, you know, that's how the planets work. You feel that energy before it actually crosses over. So that's not surprising. And this energy, and it's not all the way bad, just because you're in a square placement over the next couple of months. It just means it's about a little bit more about responsibility. But there are some positive things associated with too, because this is also a good time for you to focus on house situations, domestic situations, family. That's very important. And it's right in time for Thanksgiving for you guys. If you physically be there with them, you know, just the connection of family and home, all that is both for Pisces and Virgo right now. And for the other earth and water signs, you two are in similar situations, just more connection through work, business plans, finance, all those things are connected. So it's not the best time for earth and water to have that dealings of the heart or matters of the heart. You know, you just have more serious stuff to focus on. I don't have time for that love. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) <laughs> I got I got shit to do. Yeah. I'm looking not so forward to that, but the family stuff is good. Well, you know, I feel like, you know, I think the and Kendrick, tell me if I'm just totally off base here, but I feel like even, you know, Mario and you and I as we're talking, you know, from like a business standpoint, like we were realizing like, hey, we needed to regroup for our season right, Mm -hmm. of the podcast and how do we make this work better for us so that we can keep doing the work that we want to be doing, right? And so I don't see it necessarily as like a negative thing, but like, hey, let's like rehash the situation so it does work, right? Like that's a positive. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. I think all of astrology, which is basically just life, I think it's all positive and negative. So when people ask me, what's a negative or bad sign? I'm like, we're all bad signs. We're all negative at times. And what are good signs? We're all good signs, good people sometimes. It's all about how you use it. And whatever you're dealing with, how you take it is how it's going to be and how you use it. That's it's basically that. So, right. Yeah, no one's no one's 100 percent good or 100 percent bad. Lovey dovey stuff. You just focusing on you know, the more serious things, which is needed. You know, you just right. can't love and fun and glitter your whole life. <laughs> that would, I mean, that sounds nice, especially to me, but no, we have <laughs> the business side too. Well, and in this case, our collective business is love. So we got to kind of get that in ship shape so that we can lean back into the rainbows and glitter. <laughs> What are good love combinations for Sagittarius, just out of curiosity? Well, in terms of just basic astrology, mm-hmm. Sagittarius do well with the other fire signs, like Aries and Leo. They also do extremely well with air signs, like Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini. They're opposite. 
that's just the basis of astrology. I'm not sure if I said this on here before, but any sign can do really well with any other sign. So it just depends on the combination of one's chart. What else is in there? But on a basis level, Sagittarius connects really well with the fire signs. So that's Aries and Leo are usually. Now, what's funny about that, this is a prime example of like why you have to look at the overall chart because Sagittarius should be one of my most compatible signs, which they are for friendship. But in terms of dating, like I mentioned earlier, oh my gosh, I, I can't, in terms of love in that way, I can't stand Sagittarius. I would never put myself in that position. They're too honest for me. I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm, like a, I'm a little sensitive. I'm like, man, you don't have to tell me that that way. But as friends, I can, I can laugh it off. And they're always the ones that, you know, bring me back to reality, which I do respect. Yeah, I've gotten some um, some real information from some Sagittariuses for sure. Oh yeah, they whether I needed it or not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking one in particular, Duster. Duster is Sagittarius. Always giving the real information. Oh. All right, that's Duster. them. You miss him. Yep. They know all the tea. Very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's wonderful. It sounds like yeah. it's a it's a really strong finish for some people. I mean, like you're saying, for all people, there's no all good or all bad. No. It reminds no. me of like this Buddhist story, farmer's luck, but it's just like, you know, kind of like luck is what you make of it. You gotta keep going at it and making it work. But it sounds like there's oh, and some that- really really good stuff happening for people at the wrapping up this year, which we need. After this year, we need a strong finish for some folks. Sure. <laughs> Luck is the residue of design, is that quote. Oh. It's a famous quote. I, really I knew it would come back. I knew yeah, it would come came back. back. <laughs> yeah, Branch Rickey. I love that quote. So Residue of design. Yes, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it is a good one. So it's pretty funny. So this week, I was feeling very overwhelmed just in general with life. and um, You had a rough week, Marion. I had a rough week, but more than that, I was taking on more than I could handle, whether and not admitting it to myself, which is something that I commonly do. And then there's like, I wait for the explosion to happen, which I should get better at avoiding by this time in my life. I should be better at it by now at, at like making some boundaries for myself so that these things don't happen. But basically... I was overdoing it and I stayed up too late and woke up too early and had a collision where I slammed my whole cup of coffee into my computer. So right now I don't have my computer, but hopefully it is going to survive. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But, and it made Kim and I come to the conclusion that we needed to have seasons. And so that we had some time to just, you know, restart, refresh, as we mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. but on the positive note, like we're saying sort of serendipitously, we are like, okay, so we're going to end this season right now. And it perfectly lines up with the holidays. And then we can start again immediately after the the new year year, in the second week of the new year, which is kind of perfect. And then our next season of 20 episodes will end right before summer. How perfect is that? So then summer break. Yeah. A summer break, which I think both of us, you know, with families and other things that we do, it's important. I have to go work on my tan. And you too, Kendrick, right? (laughs) I never have to worry about that. (laughs) No, I meant it will be nice for you to also have a break, not that you have to work on your tan. Yes, it, summer, that summer. You get to work. use your time how you want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, don't have, I have enough melanin, so. <laughs> so we have some fun uh, shared, well, some beautiful stories that were shared with us. And I mentioned this a million times, but absolutely the number one thing that I love about this show is when people share their love stories with us. So share them, guys, share your love stories with us. Please. You heard our call and you have answered and we have two of them for you today. Brand, yeah. do you want to start it off? Because you have a good one. Yeah, I have a great one. Ours was shared with us by Brandon, who is on the who is a co-host of the P- Peculiar Picture Show. They're friends of ours. And he shared how he met his wife. This Pretty is a fun. serious meet cute. This is a good one. Yes, for sure. So 
Basically, he was inspired after listening to our Harold and Maude episode because he really loves that movie. And the Peculiar Picture Show, a little background about it, is a podcast where they talk about movies and also mental health. Very good podcast and edited beautifully. Yeah, they, they, they cover good movies, too. Yeah. And we'll be doing a sort of collaboration episode with them coming up. So that's exciting. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So when he was graduating from college, things were pretty turbulent for him. And he was having, you know, he was struggling as so many of us do. Graduating from college is a tough time, right? You're like trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. And he was living in Orlando and he was struggling with some mental illness of his own. I know they talk about that a lot on the show, which is great. It's such an important topic that people should be open about discussing. Yeah, reduce Um, the stigma. Yeah. And he was trying to figure out what he was going to do with his life. And he got really into this band over the Rhine. And basically he became a super fan of this band and they had a message board, message boards, right? You remember? Yeah. Call back. (laughs) Band message boards. So I guess he was connecting with all these other people who were super fans of this group and they loved it and they were chatting constantly and then they decided you know as they were building this community that they would have a meetup over christmas time in the band's hometown of cincinnati so they had an over the rhine had a christmas show and everybody had a meetup all these super fans had a meetup in that area so he flew from orlando with his friend and they met some of these other online personalities that they had not had faces to the names for in the past so they had been talking to these people for some months and they had developed relationships that they had never met in person. And so he got to meet people with screen names like Little Blue River and DJ Delicious and with just regular old real names like Bruce and Michelle. And I don't know anything about this band. Does anybody know this band over the Rhine? I, no, I don't. I'm not, not familiar. familiar enough to know if those are parts of... Yeah, like I'm wondering if like little. That's Bruce, a shout Bruce, out to the is, band. Yeah, yeah, is, is a song name or something like that, or a lyric. Anyway, so the concert itself took place at an old theater in Cincinnati, and everybody you know had a catch up and they talked about all this different stuff, and they had a great weekend. And during that weekend, he met Janelle, a beautiful woman who lived in Kansas City. And I don't know, it doesn't say here whether she was actually one of the super fans of this group or not. I'm imagining that she was. She must have been part of this. And they hit it off and they kept in touch when they went back to, when he went back to Orlando. And he wasn't really feeling it. He wasn't feeling Orlando. It really wasn't for him. So a few months after just like endless conversations and phone calls with Janelle, he decided that he was going to pack up and move to Kansas City. So he packed everything he had into his 1999 Ford Tourist <laughs> station wagon. <laughs> and he drove from Orlando to Kansas City over two days. How long is that drive? Long. That, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. That's pretty fast, right? What, or, Orlando to Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds lengthy. Yeah. But anyway, so... He's a musician, so most so his car was filled with various instruments, including three guitars, a set of congas, and he, he arrived in Kansas City. It was pretty tough. It was not easy. He got a bad job that did not work out, which he mentioned to us another time when we were chatting that one of the major reasons why he moved was because he did find this job, and that job did not work out. But luckily, the lady love did. He did continue to have some bouts of depression, but he and Janelle worked through those and he proposed to her in 2007. And while they were planning the wedding, they reached out to the band over the Rhine and they shared their love story and the band decided to play at their wedding. How exciting is that? Yeah. They shared it on the message board and the band loved the story and they agreed to play a show at their wedding. So. Apparently they agreed to do that before they finished planning their tour. So they actually were like, uh, like a stop on their tour, which oh is pretty incredible. And they invited a bunch of people from that message board. So it was a little bit of a reunion. And I mean, how fucking cool is that? That's so sweet. And so, you know, they're still together and he closed it 
very sweetly. So that's the story of how when living in Orlando, I met a girl from Kansas City at a concert in Cincinnati and moved halfway across the country to be with her. And 13 years later, they're happily married. They have children, a child. I don't know. So and sweet. Yeah, they still go and check out this band whenever they're in town. I love it. To me, it's like a movie, except that if this was a movie, people would be like, yeah, right. The band doesn't play at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's better than a movie. Exactly. I know. Yeah, it reminds me of a rom-com. For some reason, I picture Jason Siegel playing Brandon, oh. even though I know what Brandon looks like. And yeah. It's a musician, it. and it's like the road trip, I feel like, is very... <laughs> yeah, I can see Siegel. him packing all of his stuff into the car. Yeah. Jason and I Siegel Googled. Movie. Oh, I you did? Googled. 17 to 18 hour drive. Oh, my God. Long drive. Yeah. That's a lengthy ride. But hey, if you know that your love is on the other side, welcoming you with open arms. I mean, maybe it actually makes the ride even longer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Itching to get there. I love it, though. Yeah. So great story. Thank you for sharing that with us, Brandon. Uh, We really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm so glad that he wrote in and shared that. And I have to say, I love that like some of the stories that people are sharing are like this, right? Because it's like, you know, are these real stories? Like, yeah, they are. It's not just like things we find on the internet or a movie or like you're saying a rom-com. It's a real life story. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I have a story to share. It's a little different. This is some listener mail from Dasha who is sharing her childhood journal let me set the stage here think pink lined paper with hello kitty written across the top (laughs) (laughs) when we talk about like you know first loves we're even like going before that we're preceding that we're going to like you know like puppy love I think is where we are at this point and Dasha is sharing some of her journal entries and I feel like I just have to, like, act them out. Is that okay? Yeah. Please. I'm going to jump around just a little bit because she has asked me to not share certain pieces of it because she thought that it might be detrimental to current relationships that she has. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's just funny because there are some pieces that just need to be said. And and again, like, channel this in, let's see, like an 11-year-old. This is, I think she's 11 when this is being written. She's also numbered each of the pages herself which i think is hilarious it's like things that 11 year olds do all right <laughs> circled it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know what page you're on when you're reading <laughs> when someone else grabs her diary <laughs> dear diary school's ending june 26 1996 i am so happy c- because i'll be on vacation for two months yes 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 <laughs> in my building right across my door lives a Russian kid. He is so cute. He's like Tommy in Power Rangers, of course. Tommy is much, much cuter. I love him. I don't know, so I think I have to rename this character also. Oh, pick a name, Kendrick. (laughs) Quickly, quickly. Jordan. Jordan, okay. (laughs) Jordan is cute for his age, and I mean cute. He is like my boyfriend, in parentheses, to me. But he is not. I feel like he loves me because he said he's going upstate and wants a girl to come with him. And you know who that is? Me. I'm not kidding. He really likes me. And that's proof. Then there's some trash talking about two girls. So we'll skip over that. All right. Now we're on to the next entry. A love, love podcast. No trash talking. Yeah. I mean, it's also like hilarious. It's just like <laughs> so-and-so doesn't like so-and-so. <gasps> scandal uh, all right so now this entry is dated june 15th 1996 dear diary across my apartment lives a boy named jordan so we're still getting reintroduced to jordan the cutest boy or guy i have ever seen especially when he sweats outside he wants to know what i write in this diary about him nothing except this trust me he is the cutest guy i've ever met in my life i think he likes me But for sure, I love him, you know? If you ever see him, you'll understand. Look, and I think it's important to note that the word look has eyes drawn into the two O's. Classic. (laughs) Look, I'm going to write a lot about him, really. He loves sports. He picks up weights. 5, 10, 15 pound weights. Sometimes 20. He's so strong. (laughs) 20 pound weights. He is romantic. 
Very. He is also very smart, active, my style, cute as can be. He's everything I want my man to be, but he's in sixth grade and I'm in fourth. That wow, ends it all. Fourth grade, Dasha. <laughs> this, is, this is aggressive. Cool, Dasha. That, <laughs> <I know. laughs> Take a shower. <laughs> that ends it all. But not really. We can be friends, girl boyfriends. I hope we can meet and marry in the future. Love, Dasha. Yeah, Dasha, don't <laughs> worry. In the future, that two-year age gap is not going to be too intense. No. Uh, things start to change. This entry is January 6, 1997. Dear Diary, Happy New Year. I wish you have, I don't know what this word is. I wish you a rightful <laughs> life. But like with a W, like full <laughs> writing, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, I hate Jordan. Oh, no. All caps. Isn't that amazing, though? He still thinks I like him, but I don't. I have feelings for no one yet. I'm only going to be 11 years old, and I can't have hard feelings for anyone. I guess she heard us. No. Okay. <laughs> so I like Jordan 3 out of 10. 30 out of 100. But then, again... I like several other boys like, and then she proceeds to list about four or five guys. That's all I know. And I like Robert. I like because he's everything except for cute, although I think he is cute. And then she proceeds to name all these other guys and why she may or may not like them, including Stephen, who is a hunk, handsome, smart, cool, romantic sixth grader. What is Ooh. a hunk sixth grader? I'm very curious. <laughs> Maybe he lifts weights that are more than 20 pounds. Oh, 25 pounds. Like a four pound <laughs> I wish one of those four would ask me to the Valentine's Day party or prom. Prom? You're in elementary school. You're <laughs> 11, kid. <laughs> Let me see. All right, there's last two pages. Now we're on February 6, 1997. Page 36, in case you're curious. Dear Diary, look, girl, I have no idea, but Jordan and Steven like me. Look, Steven stared at me the entire Star Spangled Banner song. My secret agent, Violet, told me. And today, after we left school, Steven looked at me with these eyes like, and then draws these like kind of intense looking <laughs> eyes, like these. And he looked adorably cute. I wish, I just wish he wouldn't be afraid of me being taller and stronger than him. But he's not a, but he's not a chicken. And girl, am I annoyed with him not asking me. And what about Jordan? Poo poo. You expect me to like Jordan after his annoying little white lies and secrets? And girl, I haven't seen him one and a half weeks. And I'm glad I don't even miss him. And I hope he doesn't ring me or breeze in tomorrow because I don't feel like seeing that annoying little boy. Oh, and I got one more clue that Jordan likes me. Clue. Ten. Apparently there were nine others that we missed. Jordan once asked me if I would like slash want him to pick me up from school. I said yes. That was when I liked him, of course. I'm not stupid. And then there's like an asterisk all the way. Good night. It's 1045. And then in parentheses, sucks. Love, Dasha. P.S. And then it takes over the entire two pages. I hate Jordan. Die, Jordan. And then in parentheses, underneath it says, please. <laughs> polite. Polite death wish. And then it's kind of hilarious because then the next page is just a list of every bad word that she knows directed to him. <laughs> like, awesome. just like, like, I'm in fourth grade and I learned these bad words, including the misspelling of the word freak. <laughs> So that is a whirlwind romance back from 1996 with Dasha. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's probably the most exciting things that's ever been written in a Hello Kitty diary from the mid-90s. That was fantastic. Pretty beautiful. I like it. Passionate. Passionate. Yeah, passionate. I love it. That's what I got for you all today. Well, I really liked it. Dasha, please share more with us. Anyone, send, send some journal entries I can kind of dramatically read. I love it. Yeah. That was fun. I hope <laughs> that guy's real name isn't Jordan. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That can happen, though. It yeah. can happen. 
Yes, yes. And I couldn't tell you if it was since we were protecting <laughs> that. Right, exactly. like, no, that's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> Marion, Kendrick, tell me, what are you guys crushing on? Ooh. Well, it's funny because during this year, I've been able to do a lot more of the dating apps, which mm-hmm. I really kind of find annoying. But this time around, I've been really kind of enjoying it because every, I, I don't know, because we're all trapped in, I guess I have more chances. So I've been having so many little chats and connections with particularly Leos. So I guess mm. in a way I'm crushing Leos because I'm talking to two Leo guys right now. It's kind of fun. Nice. That's awesome. That's great. Real crushing. <laughs> Real crushing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad those, yeah, I, I feel like those apps for some people can be super successful and other times very frustrating. So I'm really glad that you're feeling, feeling the love returned to you. Yeah. Um, it's just now because I can't really actually physically meet them. So the fantasy still there. If I actually meet them, I'll probably be like, I hate you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're cute, but you're not. You're a 30 out of 10, hundred. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Freak. <laughs> what about you, Mario? Oh, gosh. Just think, like, me not being able to figure out one thing that I'm excited about right now on the spot? What the hell? Oh, I'm crushing on my computer actually turning on right before I dropped it off at the at the, at the Mac Genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a yes. big crush. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, crushing on good. that. Yeah, because I made, like, some really bad moves, you know, when just for everybody listening, when you have an in-air collision between computer and a cup of coffee, do not plug your computer in. (laughs) Do not plug your computer in. I just, like, absentmindedly plugged it in just because it had been plugged in upstairs, you know? Like, I was just, like, continuing the setting it up the way I had it before. And I was like, shit, no. And I unplugged it because that can fry it. So I was sure it was a goner. And then brought it in and I opened it to hand it to the guy and pop, turned right back on. Oh, wow. Yay. I'm hoping everything's okay. I will continue to keep my fingers crossed. Your yep. thoughts and prayers for your computer for sure. Yes. I'm crushing on some Netflix. Ooh. I had kind of got to a point a couple weeks ago and I was like, I don't know what to watch. I can't simply like go back to like rewatching The Office or something else. I just needed something different and new. And then I wound up watching two shows that I thought were really great. One was Queen's Gambit. I don't know if anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had- watching that too. Also crushing on that show. Oh, beautiful. on your crush. Yeah. And then I just needed something kind of light and stupid, and it sounds like I'm knocking it, but I really enjoyed it. Emily in Paris, I liked Younger, and it's, like, basically, like, Barbie's, like, kid sister Skipper's spinoff of Younger, except that it's in Paris. And it's, like, just very light and fluffy, but, like, totally engaging, and their hair is always perfect. So I just loved it. And then, in addition to one more show, I've been watching with my kid— Sister, Sister, which I haven't oh. watched since I was, like, a kid myself. I'm loving it. I was like, Tia and Tamara, I love you. So good. So good. Tia and Tamara are real twins, right? Not, yeah. not one actress playing two people. Yeah, real twins, yeah. Not Haley Mills. They're so different, too. I love them. So different. I are love they them identical? I, they're not identical, but they look exactly. I think there's a mole that makes mm-hmm. them different. Yeah. I don't know which one is which. I'm not going to lie. I, Still on to this day. I know one is on the talk show and one does the wonderful cooking shows on YouTube. So, oh, oh cool. I should check that out. Yeah, hey, very I mean, cool. the Olsons aren't identical either. They're not, really? but they look, they look like yeah. one taller. One of the Olsons are taller. Wow. Tia and Tamara like grew up to be, I mean, they were cute kids, but like they're gorgeous now. They're beautiful, beautiful women. I love, and inside and out, they're so sweet and lovely. Great wow. spirit. That's awesome. I can't say I know much about their adult career, but I'm enjoying the 90s. And, like, Brittany Murphy's on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, I love Brittany it. Murphy. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I was like, what? You had a career? I forgot about this. So it's it's been, you know, I get excited every time they say, go home, Roger. I love that. <laughs> we all knew that phrase back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> in some, like, uh, Childish Gambino song, it says, like, uh, go home, Roger. And I remember the first time I heard that. And I was like, Yes! <laughs> that was played by Marcus Houston, mm-hmm. who was part of a little, like a little boy band group in the early 90s. 
Okay, thank you. I was gonna say he looks like is it immature or what's the group? Because he looks so I, familiar. I, I forget the name of the the trio, but yeah, he was like the lead singer of that little boy band. I think it may be immature, something like that. But yeah. Okay, thank you. Because I was watching it take because this was like one of the episodes where he finally like kind of like went from like geek to chic, and yeah. I was oh like, yeah, it's definitely immature. Okay. Yeah, I was picturing him, and I was like, yes, I think so. And I just looked it up. It is immature. I can still think of one of their, the 90s, man, what was that? There was some song, there was some video I can really see. And they were like dancing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look at him. They're dancing and they're like in a, they go to a like retirement home. And it's like a, basically a bunch of people who are dressed up to look like old people, but they're not. Do you know those, the, the video? That vaguely sounds so familiar. <laughs> And I want to say, like, there's, like, a spot where it, like, features a female rapper, and I can't think of who it is. It's, like, definitely not Foxy Brown, but it would be, like, Foxy Brown-esque. Or maybe The Brat or something. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Crushers, if you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) please let me know. Meanwhile, I'll be scouring the internet, watching rabbit holes of 90s R&B videos. (laughs) Hey, I mean, that's a good old time for me. (laughs) That's the best. That was some great music during that time. Yeah. All right, guys. We got to wrap this show up. Season one. Yeah. Applause. Applause. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, guys. I had a great time as usual. And I look forward to next year. Yeah. Next season. See you next year. Yeah. Kendrick, thanks so much for being a part of this. Not only just today, but just in general. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Love coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Have a good holiday season, you crushers. Yeah. And have a great holiday. Yes. Yes. Be safe. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. You've heard from us, and we'd love to hear from you. Do you have a love story to share? Looking for some advice of the love variety? Reach out on email, morethanacrushpodcast at gmail.com, and find us on Instagram. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Special thank you to Natalie Joachim, who composed our theme music. We're so appreciative, Natalie. Thank you. We love you.